Hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode is produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Enlightened Conversations with me, Kristen Ewald, and my beautiful guest, Kelly Larson Lightworker and Paul Rirostek. He just told me how to say his name. I hope I got it. Um, I'm just going to get them on the show today. We did have to reschedule from last time. And I'm going to get them on here and say, welcome, you guys. Good to have you here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Let me just introduce you to Kelly. Kelly is a um, heart-centered and enlightened transformational health coach. And um, may I just read your introduction? What sets her apart from the rest of the wellness coaches is that Kelly is also a master lightworker practitioner. And um, in her words, a lightworker practitioner is someone who promotes health through love and positivity, which is she's just overwhelmingly good at. Spreading <laughs> her light in that sort of sense. I will impact, um, she will impact your life in a fierce and positive way. And she encourages personal empowerment, awareness, behavioral and habit changes that will enhance your life mentally, emotionally and physically. The whole deal. <laughs> and together she will remove and uncover emotional limiting beliefs and they will show on your physical body when those blocks are cleared. Wow, Kelly, powerful work you're doing. Thank you. And Paul is our spiritual and intuitive healer. So he has found his journey through seeing energy and the like well, more of the darkness side of it first before he got attuned with our masters and light beings and it's now for 10 years a spiritual teacher and a tour to healer um <clears throat> let me get this right um and is channeling in hold on for 10 years and spiritual teacher and tour to healer who is channeling light and healing to many to increase awareness of truth and to reconnect people to the higher selves wow welcome you two I have so well, thank you, thank you, Kristen. This is awesome. Oh, on our page today. How are you, you guys? Let me just also so say, sorry, vibrations are high. Feeling yes. great. Feeling That's positive. Right. You're looking great. That eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> we all went. We all came out the other side, obviously. <laughs> that was a rough three weeks leading up to that. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'm also to that. We had a healing session together and I was a complete mess the whole time he was balancing and realigning my chakras and I was bawling my face off and it felt awesome. That's what Sorry, happens. It was an amazing healing for sure. Who did that? Sorry. Paul. I had a healing Ooh. session with Paul last week. Oh, awesome. What, what does it look like? Tell us, tell us. It was great. We did a, a chakra clearing and balancing and he 
removed some blocks that I had. Um, there was one specifically um, around my third eye and then another one around my sacral chakra. And it was a real powerful experience. Mm. Michelle yeah. just says as well, she's passionate about connecting with her higher self as well, Paul. <laughs> awesome. Yay. It's a, it's a thing. People are, get, people are awakening and they're getting into this stuff. And, uh, you know, all connected to a specific healing grid in one way or another with our, with our higher selves. And lights are being turned on and, and people are, uh, uh, abilities are kicking in, um, interest in this is kicking in, uh, and people experiences, you know, they're, they're starting to experience enough things in their lives to where, the scale is tipping. Uh, so it's a perfect time to be in on this. You know, we're, we're all kind of a pioneers of, of our time of how, you know, how we are co coming up with our own modalities, finding our own way, our own individual way is mm -hmm. creating paths for all the new. Right. I love that. And I noticed also through all sorts of ages, like I had also like lots of teenagers coming, coming to me as well, who are questioning and, you know, digging deeper than the usual. So it's very interesting to see that it's really through all, through all um, different types of ages as well. That's right. When you connect with your higher self, like what, what do you do? How do you, guide people to get to connect with their higher selves again that takes it's all depends on each individual as far as what level they're at as far as their understanding or their awakening but it really all boils down to love it boils down to uh and healing you know we have to we have to uh go through the the wreckage of our past and to find that light within us to, to heal, to open up our, our heart center and to find love within us. That's the key is to heal and find ourselves, to find our center, to come in from the storm, to come in from the blame, the shame, the guilt, uh, and, and uh, to be ready to move this stuff. And once we start to release this stuff and we start to let go and we bring healing to the ego uh, and, uh, self-love and self-worth these are all the keys um to this coming in but usually but through you know when i'm with clients through easy guided meditations to where i'm working with universal oneness i'm working with angels and masters and my higher self and the client's higher self so through this process this light energy this knowledge knows how to get through to each individual person. So it's about clearing the blocks between the, the crown chakra and the higher self, for example. And, and it's a step-by-step -step process. It's, it's like layers of an onion. So, yeah. you know, once we've awakened and once we're on that path and we've accepted it, that we're light workers and that passion fires up that we want to go forward and, and pursue it, um, it's a step-by-step -step process, so we can so we can understand and grasp it and release things. Uh, it has to be released in stages, so that you know we're not just completely complete emotional wrecks because too much came out. You know, if all of our trauma came out in one shot, we'd be in a mental institution. It's a series of yeah, it's a series of removing energy and taking in light 
and remove, take in. We, we scoop across our path like that. So it's it's a great experience to be able to do this for people and to watch their growth. You know, it's amazing. It can be quite confronting to let the light in. I feel like I, I had this um, experience when I finished my master's, and then all of a sudden I integrated this big in a big way. I felt like, and once this light really um, entered my my being, I was like, "Whoa, this is seriously burning some of the dark stuff away right now." Like <laughs> you could. You can really feel that from the inside lightening up. That was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Kelly was saying, how, how she was feeling the emotions is because a lot of the stuff that's in us can't just conveniently and easily be removed. A lot of it can, but there's certain things in order for us uh, to overcome it. Uh, we have to walk through the fire, which means as the as the emotions leave, we have to feel it one last time, talk about mm-hmm. it to the light, and then just as it, as we experienced it, it leaves us. And that's why we came into this body. We came to this earth so we can walk through on our free will and free choice in the physical body these things that we've these things we we come here to overcome. You know, we're like little kids really, and we want to do it ourselves. And then we get here and it's too scary. And and then, you know, our higher selves are like the parents that talk to us. It's going to be okay. Keep walking. <laughs> yeah, ultimately, there's like this 10-year-old child that's leading us around. And we're supposed to be having this adult experience, except when we react to certain things, our emotions come up and it's our 10-year-old child reacting to our adult situations. So... And like Paul is saying, your higher self kicks in and goes, okay, just settle down. You know, don't. Your 10 year old, 20. (laughs) There's like multiple layers of children, I feel like, to be honest. Like, I have an inner teenager that can be very rebellious. And I thought, (laughs) (laughs) if I can raise myself and if I can get that sorted and under control, sort of thing. I swear I'll be fine with my children. Like that's how I imagine it. Or at least compassionate enough to understand. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, a lot of inner child work coming up recently, especially for me and for some of my clients as well. Okay. Um, Working through a lot of inner child. I've I've been doing my inner child meditation at least one time a day for the last couple of weeks. There's all this emotion that's being processed and shifted has to do with my inner child you know, around, um, a lot of things are coming up around rejection and, uh, not feeling worthy and good enough. You know, I went my entire life thinking I was this like self-confident, high self-esteem individual. And once I was able to differentiate what the, between self-esteem and self-confidence, I was like, Oh, okay. Now it's becoming clear to me. I've always had high self-esteem, but the confidence wasn't always there. And so that's, I'm working on that as well right now a lot you know feeling worthy um showing myself stepping up showing up every day and you know last week yeah monday last week i was thrown in the towel i was crying i wasn't doing this anymore i was terrible at it i'm not doing it anymore this was all this work was for nothing and that's it i was through (laughs) i felt like a crazy person then the next day i'm like okay what time is it i'm ready to see my clients like You just, you just never you know, know. It's inner work and personal development is just 
it's a continual process on a daily basis. Even us as light workers, we all do it, even though we're, we're also helping our clients and other people and friends and family members through all of these emotional blocks and, and mental blocks. It's, um, it's continual. It's daily, every day for the rest of our lives. We're always going to have to do inner work. It's just, mm-hmm. that's, and I love it. I'm passionate about inner work and personal development. I'm, I'm obsessed with my personal development and I'm obsessed with your personal development. That's why I invited you to because I saw how much of a fan you are of Paul. And I thought, enlightened conversations I love with Paul. something where I can get them both together. I was like, how awesome would that be? I'm trying to keep it under wraps. I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to be, you know, my inner teenager wants to know. Like, oh, I'm just keep it cool. Yeah. The present for Kelly's inner child to play. Now let her out. You know, it's. It's really important too. There's the inner child and there's there's the inner teenager, right? There's the different levels of ourselves. And it's not about over, you know, it's about not just healing them, but that inner teenager and inner child never leaves us. It never changes. So it's how we can get them to, you know, to the adult, in the adult. And that's, we've had to grow up so fast and we had to conform to the things that, you know, everything that made us uncomfortable and everything that um, our social system wanted us to be, like we had to pick something, you know, we couldn't just be ourselves, no way, we couldn't be ourselves, we had to pick a thing. We're gonna be a fireman, we're gonna be a drug addict, we're going to be (laughs) uh, an astronaut, we kind of have to pick, go for something, stumble and fall a whole bunch of times, and then, and, and become something that we're not. Well, the whole awakening process is realizing that we're not who we thought we were, that we were kind of like playing a role. And and then it breaks down. And then now it's surprised you're an adult and your teen inner teenager and your inner child has never been able to truly come out and play. So here's, here's the beauty about it is that we are now able to heal and integrate all that together so we're literally, you know, that saying like, um, if I can be, if I can, like, if I could be your age again and know what I, but know what I know now, know what I know now, that's yeah. what's happening. Universal oneness will never screw us over and say, well, you missed out on that. So we get to be, we get to be the adults. We get to start over yet the inner child and the inner and the inner teenager in with the adult now we get to experience all those things we get to experience the brand newness again of everything and that brings in the childlike quality and now we get to start over we're we're like four-year-olds or five-year-olds walking into school for the first time and we have to learn how once we break down all these issues we have to learn how to be social again so we're just like a bunch of babbling little kids in adult bodies and it's fun. It's brand new. It's refreshing. It is. Michelle just says, Oh, can I, did you just say I look gorgeous today? Did you just comment on that? Yes, I did. I am commenting and reading comments on my computer while we're on the phone. I love the light as well. You said that looks awesome. And Michelle says, yes, it's good to be able to differentiate our inner child from higher self. And I feel like that too, because um, the more inner work I do and the more I integrate, the more I do feel like I'm actually like a big kid. (laughs) I thought I should like feel like an adult kind of thing, but it does feel like 
you know, you're getting out to play, you're learning again, like you're feeling kind of like, yeah, naked and vulnerable in this new world. Like how do I act? How do I speak? Like what do I say? And it's really it's more of learning again. Like, okay, so here I am, 30 years old, life start, I don't know anything again. <laughs> Let's figure it all out again. And I find that on the other end of the spectrum on that inner, just to touch on the inner child work for a minute, um, mm -hmm. I have a lot of clients that aren't in touch with their inner child at all. Like the inner child's been neglected and rejected for 30 years, you know, of, yeah. you know, someone will come to me and they'll say, well, you know, how come I'm miserable? I, I have a great job. I work full time. I'm supporting my family. I have a wonderful husband, but I just feel stuck and you know I'm in a rut and I'm like well what do you do for fun you know my first question is all about self-love and self-connection I think that's I'm gonna that's gonna be my branding I'm gonna call myself the self-love and self-connection mindset coach because it seems nice. to be like I'm that's the people I'm attracting and that that's wonderful because I love to talk about that how to get people connected into you know connected again and a lot of times when people are lonely it's due to a lack of connection to yourself so I'll ask them what they do on a daily basis that provides them some type of fun for a little while, at least 20 or 30 minutes each day. Do something that brings you joy. And they're like, oh, I guess I don't. I go to work and then I come home and make dinner and spend time with my kids before they have to go to bed. And then I try and connect with my husband and then I'm, it's off to bed and tomorrow the same thing again. And I'm like, that's why you're not happy is because you're not finding any joy for yourself in your life. So connecting with your child is also extremely important. Yes. Come out. Come out and play. <clears throat> yeah, there's like a lot that's coming through. Because when I say like about the work I'm doing, it's a lot. Because Tammy just says as well, the system is set up that we have to become something and successful and squash our passion. But then, first of all, I think we can take the joy in with us in every moment, wherever we are, even if it's at work. Mm -hmm. And then it is a lot of about, I think, conditioning the way we grow up. As Paul said earlier, you have to become a fireman or you have to be this or you have to be that or you have to be this. Right. Well, if we would teach people to connect with themselves first and then from there go and educate them along the path that they choose to live or want to educate themselves in, that would be something I'm passionate about <laughs> but at the same time I feel like also the way we have it today still is also helping us to do the shifts we are experiencing now because if we wouldn't have been conditioned we wouldn't have get bored and somehow half dead until we finally question everything that is there that well I do have the job I do have the family I do have the life why am I not happy why am why am I feeling right. dead and lonely and everything what's missing mm. So grateful for the system, to be honest. And I feel like also the other thing that came through is it doesn't matter which age, because sometimes I feel like people say, oh, you can be so happy that your experience is now in your 30s. I had to wait until, my, like, until I was 65 to get it. But um, I think this awakening stage is always worth it. Like I don't think anyone, anyone I know who is on this journey of awakening and, and connecting with themselves um, regrets that they have woken up. Like even if they go through challenges like breakups and facing all this stuff that's not always pretty or easy, but um, they're all happy that they get to live a life of free will and choice and, um, yeah, create their passionate life with joy. Be, do, become, Tammy says. 
need to become. It's like an S above, so below kind of thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we're all, we're awakening to our own, you know, what we can handle, what we can what we can blend into, what we can understand. And you know, there's so many different levels of awakening. There's so many different, you know, we're always awakening to different levels. We're always each day we're students. We're brand new at it. And if we come into the energy of our higher selves every day that we're students and clear, you know, being open to, to learn that each day, every single moment, we're experiencing an opportunity um, to grow, to shift. Mm -hmm. And that free will and free choice thing is pretty intense because at any yeah. time, the ego wants to step up and say, no, I don't want to do this anymore. Or the inner child will step up and say, yeah. you know, connected to the ego. I don't want to do this anymore today. So there's this inner, the inner battle that goes on. And, and I think a huge misconception to light workers and empaths, uh, people that are awakening is we, you know, you're never going to be just enlightened and you're going to be, you know, floating on a rainbow for the rest of your life. <laughs> We're going to flip people off. We're going to scream. We're going to yell. We're going to lose our minds. We're going to mess. We're going to over-exaggerate. We're going to overcompensate. We're going to trip or we're going to fall. And once you understand, no matter how evolved somebody is, they're in the same spot. We're all, we're all in the same spot, you know, together, trying to find our, just trying to find our way. So process that we're all in on mm. I can relate to that at the same time I feel like the more work you do and, and especially like we work in the light work a practitioner thing with the um, principles I feel like the more you practice those principles like joy and love and peace the easier it gets to to handle those emotions like you always have something coming even if you step up and be like oh no I'm going to be seen I'm going to be seen like then there's another fear that you didn't know about but right. in general, I feel like you become stronger in, in traveling that through and dealing with it the more you learn. Like what, what would have upset me in the past is now like, all right, I don't need to do that anymore because I know that that's just energy that's shifting through and I'm just going to lean back and soften and, you know, do certain things that help me, help me travel that through. That's it. I do do throw tantrums occasionally. <laughs> like, you know, I'm not free of <laughs> those moments. And especially of those moments where you just don't know anymore how to do anything like parenting or your job or this whole spiritual journey. Yeah. Right. You are master life, Monday. <laughs> life will find a convenient way to push us to that point until we lose it. Because a lot of times we'll just keep our composure. We'll just we'll just keep on going, and but we we're, we have to let go. We have to break at times. We have, yeah. or we won't we won't grow. We won't grow. So it's this instead of just this easy flow, we find ourselves crashing into a wall, scaling up, getting to the next level, resting, healing, running to the wall. It's like steps until. Mm -hmm. we, you know, until we realize the process and then it's like just floating on a raft going down a river. Enjoying the sun, enjoying the day while letting life just work itself out. Yes. The wisdom, you know, of 
you know, you're either going to sit in the vehicle and go down the road or you're going to get dragged behind the vehicle. Either way, you're going down the road. So you know, how, do, how do you want to do it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then open-minded and willing to do what we're guided to do and grow at our own pace and accept that we it's important to accept where we are now and not push ourselves to feel or do more. You know, and sometimes if I'm having a bad day or I'm feeling melancholy, I you know, there's always that feeling that comes up, well, why am I feeling like this? You start judging how you're feeling. Mm. And just yeah. to um, acceptance, you know acceptance is key and that's where the i feel like now that, that open heart comes in as well just you know compassion for us and our journey and when i think about me and the vehicles i used to move forward it's like sometimes a roller blades trying to juggle it all <laughs> kind of thing. right right okay where's my joystick like do i drive a german car or i drive an australian car so i to adjust to that for me personally being from germany like one foot in this country one foot in that until someone until some other people come along along your journey and pull your head out and say like look this is where you are you're falling right now you're doing this right now I'm like, oh is that what i'm doing well thanks for shining right. like just cruising around and that is that's amazing that's what i really love as well Mm-hmm. You know, people supporting and having having each other's back. Right. And and it's like uh, Tammy wrote, life is not linear. Like you said, one foot in Germany, one foot in Australia. And that's like, whoa, that's too much. Like that's now two parallels at the same time. But then the awakening to the idea that it's not linear, that it's everything is happening at the exact same time everywhere. And we're all connected. It just blows our mind. And then. Um, but being in the now is key. And I found not only with clients, but my, my own work is you can only be in every now that's it. And right now is a new now. And right now is a new now. So if we can pull, you know, of course we have to plan for the future and we have to, you know, okay. And see what we did in the past and kind of recover from that. But we want to be the more we can be in the now the more we can pull love into the now the more we can be fully present in the now is what shifts everything else around us it's what creates our future if mm-hmm. where, where a lot of us come from 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 like source energy or from other evolving uh dimensions and places there everything is like instantaneous it, it comes it comes like instantaneous there so there's no there's there isn't even manifesting there isn't even speaking there isn't even telepathy because it's so instantaneous it's just a sense of knowing and where we come from from the light we are so fully embodied with ourselves that there's no synchronicities everything is just perfect all the time everything's right where it's meant to be all the time and that would probably be called heaven and on one sense you know, uh, so we come from that place and we come here. We crash into this earth, this low, heavy, dense energy planet. And we're still trying to navigate by our inst- by our instincts of what we're taught. So like the fact that I have to move muscles to speak irritates me from time to time because it's like I can't. 
kidding me? Like, you just don't know this? Like, why are we even speaking right now? So I kind of remember that, you know, uh, then this, this, the languages that we have are absolutely horrible to really express the words of source energy, of unconditional love, of all of the knowledge of all the universe. You know, being in the now, anything else is overwhelming except for being in the now. And people like me, I, I was never in the now. It was always in the future, and I'll be happy then, right? Or um, when I find this type of relationship, I'll be happy. Or when I find this job, or when this job comes, I'll be happy. Or when I get this house, I'll be happy. And you're never happy. You'll never be happy then. Right. I had to learn the hard way. So once we can be in the now, which I still look back and I can't believe I'm saying this right now, but to be able to just fully be present in the now is the key to everything just coming to you. Mm. Yep. That to and to be in the centeredness of your higher self and to be in the and loving yourself 100% it, that's why it's a path. It's really, really, really difficult. But once you can ride that and surf that energy, stay on top of the wave, then you get it. That's when uh, you, you attract everything that you're vibrating at. So if you're vibrating in the energy of love and, and the intent of connecting to your higher self, you've automatically opened yourself up to your divine purpose. So your passions will awaken the right people will just show up into your life, the right opportunities. So you can just enjoy floating down the river because you don't have to worry about that job because you already have that perfect job. Mm. But the ego wants to kick in and say, no, no. easy. You know, that, that can't work like that. I have to have a problem with that. Yeah, yeah, I have okay, to have no gain. So then there's the fight with, the, you know, between you and the ego and it's just like, shut up. I love you. I love you, but shut up. <laughs> Go to bed. Go lay down. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful process we're all stumbling around on. We do have the perfect job, especially the three of us. I am passionate about serving others and helping people heal emotionally and promoting personal empowerment, awareness, and behavioral changes that'll enhance another person's life and when you actually see the shift that happens right before your very eyes, it is so rewarding and it brings me so much joy. Yeah, very powerful. When they come back transformed, you can just see them. They like they're more of themselves. Right. More bodies. They're more shining. They're happier. They've embodied their worth and like their yeah. love and their soul and their you know connection with themselves and their spirit and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I am so happy to have been guided down this path. I can't even tell you. Absolutely. And, you know, there's a couple different stages that light, that light workers go through uh, is, you know, there's healing people because it makes you feel good. And then it fills up a void of all the problems that we've gone through in the past. And that only lasts so long. And then it doesn't work anymore because it's pretty much like a substance or a drug or a, or, or, or a distraction. But, yeah. you know, that's when universal oneness, uh, as we grow on our healing path, universal oneness is giving constantly. So we can be doing this for a living 
killing all these people, but we're going to run into that brick wall if there's anything inside us that doesn't, uh, that isn't healed because we have to be whole, right? right? Love ourselves. Then when we're bringing that healing to others, now it's a, now there's no um, tug of war of energy or codependency or anything like that. It's just pure uh, truth. Then we shoot to entire next levels. So. Mm -hmm. yeah, I love that. Because the yeah. moment we do that within ourselves, we, we attract the people that have that block and then we can heal them as well. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and we can't give from an empty cup if we're not doing our own inner work. And I've I've noticed oftentimes we we attract the people that have some of the healing that we need to do inside too. I'll say something to somebody and I'll go ding 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 ding. Like yep. I needed to hear that too. Yeah, I was just gonna say that our clients are our teachers. Yep. Mm -hmm. Time and time again, we'll be going through something. Our life will be a mess. Yep. And we get into center with our higher selves. And magic, magically done, uh, the, the clients experience, or is, you know, I'd be channeling and bringing traumas, you know, healing to traumas that the client has that have surfaced within me. So, you know, we're all connected. We're all connected in one way, shape, or form. So the more light work are, or empaths that are that are healing, that are coming to healing, we're all healing together. So it's just this right. big bundle of mass consciousness. Yeah, Michelle just said as well, we often think the manifestation is physical. We are peaceful in the present moment. We are peaceful in the present moment, and that is what we've manifested. Right. That's all true. Like this is like the whole ego thing as well, isn't it? Oh, I don't have this job yet, and and I don't have the relationship. Like I don't want to do this. Like okay, in that moment, let's just be peaceful again and bring us back to center. Boom! Like already manifested. Kind of like that already manifested. You know how you said before, like I already have the job, I already have the relationship. Mm. It's so oh. hard for some people. Uh, you know, uh, it's you know, then real life kicks in. To some people, I'll call it the real life kicks in, and then Paul, like really, bills need to be paid, and this and that. No, yeah. when you can fully let go, and what happens is a lot of times people will have these breakdowns, these massive breakdowns, and then once they break down and they say, you know what, forget about everything. Who cares? I don't even care. Everything just comes to them. So yeah. the illusion that the breakdown is what caused it. And it's no, it was there all the time. You just wouldn't get out of your own way. Uh, and a lot of times the heart's closed. The heart's actually closed due to hurt, due to uh, you know shutting down and getting into the real world. And the heart needs to break. It literally needs to break at times in order to open because we've created such prison cells around our hearts that we won't let it in ourselves. So something will happen That'll really um, shatter us, and then we're then we're open to receive love, and then we're open to uh, to grow forward again. It's that smash, mm -hmm. yeah. constantly, constantly, constantly. I agree. That's what I. So much I had just coming through. Like there's so much it's coming through because I read earlier someone said something about. Um, about success and it's either success or love or something but we can oh the passion 
it's either success or find our passion, but we can actually have passion with our success. Like if you create everything, you can, whatever you believe can come true. So if you want to be successful, being passionate, whereas actually if you come from a place where you follow your passion, most of the time success will be kind of like the result of it because it, it doesn't really matter I mean, if you are successful or not, does it? You just do what you love. Yeah, for you attract people that can support you in doing what you love. So if he's successful, <laughs> does that make sense? That's right. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, you don't just like – I think that the, the message is really um, don't let your want to be successful stop you from stepping on the right. and the, Yeah. And the other thing is that's probably similar is – you know, if you have a choice and people are afraid to follow their passion or afraid to do what they feel like they love doing because of what they learned or because they don't see anyone else around doing this. And then sometimes they look at people who do do it, but they're less tiny and they have more money and they're older and they have whatever the story is. Um, the moment you follow your heart, like even if you might lose that job, like in that moment because you stood up for what you believe in and what feels right to you there will be something opening up that matches your vibration so the universe is not like oh now you lost your job now you created emptiness like that's just not how it works the moment you you do you know choose you the universe says all oh, right there you go now she's vibrating here loving herself more how about we meet her with these um opportunities yeah and then you get to um Decide and create from there. Um, breaking the belief that if we follow our passion, then we can't be successful. Yeah. If we believe we can, it's true. And if we believe we can't, it's true too. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So you can just... Um, That's right. And, we, and a lot of times when we, when we go to follow our passion, a lot of times we experience that a lot mm -hmm. of things fall apart. Darling things fall apart it's because those things aren't meant to be in our lives anyway so we we correlate wow every time i go to do my passion uh things fall apart so i guess that's not meant for me and it's like no when you're going for your passion well guess what i'm sorry but that partner you may be with is not in vibration with your passion so that yeah. has to fall away or if i had if i wanted to channel for people for a living i had to break out of that day day job thing every time i reached to become you know make that leap of faith to be a full-time channeler uh bills would back back up there'd be no money for christmas there'd be all these things and it was, it was this, uh, it's real easy to, to say no. So, but when you have that passion there and, and you step up to universal oneness and the angels and the masters and you say, uh, you know, I'm not stopping. Like I'm, I'm going to get this no matter mm -hmm. what, fearlessly. Once we let go of the fear, uh, we see who's truly supports us. We can see who doesn't support us. So next next thing you know, people are leaving or people are judging. Then we want to back down and not do it anymore. So not many people, you know, it's like salmon swimming upstream, I guess. It's like, you know, yeah, 
Yeah, you have to do it. You have to do it on your own and you have to do it without caring about what anybody else thinks, not even your own ego and just mm-hmm. keep going into that passion. And a lot of empaths and light workers have had really difficult lifetimes, very lonely, uh, very empty and blessing of this because when you have that sort of life you have is your imagination and your dreams, right? Mm-hmm already lived an essence of I don't have anything anyway because everything just keeps falling apart but my passions so you it's kind of ends up being a, a big help uh, on the path that you know I I'm staying with me everything else has fallen away the only thing left still the passion so once we can fall back into that and say you know what I'm going and not a lot of people can do that or they can do it up to their own level uh, within this lifetime so, but really break through and to get to the top of, of this whole light movement, it's, it's dedicating your entire life to it and, and not caring what anybody thinks and every, almost everybody in your life can fall away. And you know, it's up to each and every one of us to, you know, step forward I mean, look what Jesus went through. So and that was back in that day. So we don't have it as hard as Jesus. So, <laughs> you know, we may get made fun of, but that's about it. <laughs> I went my whole life searching for connection, like the connection I feel now that I have inside. You know, I can unabashedly say I am working from my consciousness center and that resides in my heart and I went you know I'm 38 I went all my life searching for something like I always felt like there was something missing so I'm hanging out at bars and I'm drinking too much and I'm trying to meet people and there's no real connection well that's because there was no real connection inside and last Mm -hmm. year once that problem was removed out of my life all of a sudden I felt this beautiful connection inside it was like sheer divine intervention yeah, how easy it is all of a sudden to have relationships and talk to people, isn't it? When you do the inner work and then call right. in the love, and of love. The, wow. Yeah, exactly. First, all the toxicity had to be removed out of my life, and and it was um, it was removed for me, and it just effortlessly things fell away that no longer served me, that were not healthy, and it was effortless. And I am extremely grateful. It was divine intervention for sure that led me down this path, and. The connection I feel to myself inside now is just incredible. And that's what was missing all those years. Mm-hmm. And I mean, my connection, what I mean, when I say that I'm talking about my connection to my higher power and my angels and my spirit guides and, you know, cause that kind of stuff wasn't really mentioned in my household. So no. I didn't, know, I didn't know anything about, you know, any of that spirituality mm-hmm. and there always was something missing. And I, I was led, I was led to it just mm-hmm. this last year. Helps to know that, mm, falling in love with ourselves is the key and it's right it's so hard it, i can't believe that uh, you know how difficult it was but once you once you accept yourself for who you really are uh and 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 what's what's happened to you what what you've experienced from birth and accepting that wow that was tough that was bad that was really bad uh and it's okay and we, you, you come in to self-nurture yourself and, uh, and to really 
get together with yourself and say, hey, are you okay? Like, do you realize what you just went through? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Starting a bond like that to really start talking to yourself and, and uh, you know, spend that time alone. You know, a lot of meditation isn't just, you know, closing your eyes and imagining, you know, ponies and rainbows and stuff. It's like, it's getting real and talk to yourself. Be alone long enough to scare yourself with your own thoughts and then talk to yourself about it instead of running and, and doing whatever you can to make it comfortable. Or the ego of trying to hold all the masks on, you know, that you that you set up for yourself. And once your arms get tired enough, they're, they're going to fall anyway. And, yeah. you know, when you, when you have the courage, really, it's not strength. It's courage to to embrace yourself and to love yourself, and then to come out um, as you, completely vulnerable. Uh, confidence shoots through the roof. Yeah, confidence shoots through the roof, and then uh, courage just comes with that, and the connecting with the source. So now you're able to step out and not even care what people think. And I, you know. The, co- the courage and confidence that I received from doing this work for a living is what from following my passion, where a lot of people, almost everybody laughed at me and was like, no, no, what do you, that's, you know, you can't do that. That, you know, builds up that confidence immensely. And now what I get out of it is when I walk down the road and normally if somebody was passing me, so awkward that I wouldn't even be able to like, especially if my mind was somewhere else, I would, they would say, Hey, good morning. And I'd be like, Hey, good night or something, you know, something totally ridiculous or different. Um, now I find myself more centered and I'll stop and I'll have a conversation with the guy, you know, and I'm finding that, uh, you know, I can be the person that I've never been able to be. And it's the, the amazingness of self-discovery now. So now it's like, wow, who am I really? I'm a pretty cool guy. And that, (laughs) okay, well, all right. Well, I have these weaknesses, but at least I know, okay, I have those weaknesses and I can't do those things that other people do, you know, and that's okay. And, uh, you know, falling in love with ourselves, embracing the truth is difficult as it can be. And most people will go their entire lives and just choose to not even face it. It's too difficult. It's too hard. Yeah, exactly. And that's the programming too. you know, all of our Mm -hmm. lives, society tells us don't be, you know, it's wrong to be selfish and don't be arrogant and don't don't think nice thoughts about yourself because then you're conceited. And it's like, no, self love and self care is a necessity, not a luxury, you know, and like, we're just taught the exact opposite all of our lives. Yes. So it's hard to, you know, once all of a sudden it's like, well, am I allowed to love myself and spoil myself rotten? It's like, absolutely. That's totally necessary. You yeah. have to do that or you're going to be miserable. Yeah. Taking care of ourselves first. For me, it's also believing, believing what I feel like is right for me, regardless of what everyone else says. I mean, just because you treat yourself like this and you say that about me, it doesn't necessarily have anything to do about what I choose um to think about myself or the level of self-worth I place on myself like okay if, if even like people in my family said like certain things I'm like okay cool that's your story but I can just actually choose a different path here you know 
Yeah. Um, that's part of your process. Thank you for yeah. sharing with me and exactly. have a good day. You're not, not their story. You're not what they say. It's just like, that's theirs. That's not yours. Yeah, exactly. And then we, then we find that no matter what we do, doesn't please anybody anyway. Somebody no. gonna say something no, bad anyway, so you might as well be yourself because they're going to make fun of you and they're going to tell you it's wrong and they're, you know, so at least this way. <laughs> and remember, too, we are, you know, guides for other people. So if we're not ourselves, we're yeah. stopping the people around us from becoming themselves. Right. Yeah. We give so, people permission when we... Step yeah. Power and vulnerable and authentic. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I had a tough time with that. I've recently just started kind of coming out of my comfort zone with like, you know, going live and, and I just, I just decided to this last week, I'm like, you know what? I fuck that. I am not doing that anymore. You know what? To hell with that old story. That's not my right. story anymore. I am brilliant and I know it and I'm going to get on here and tell everybody about it, you know? Instead of playing small, like I have in all my life, forget it. I mean, what's right. with all that nonsense? That's just so ridiculous. Be the, you are the perfect person to um, coach people to believe in themselves. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I get tired of numbing, dimming my light. It's very, you know, we're empaths, so we can feel what other people feel like. And we don't want to... We have a really hard problem being ourselves because being ourselves has hurt so many people in our lives that we, we, we pull that back. But we have to be in our truths so everybody else can be in their truths. Mm -hmm. It hurts somebody that's, you know, it's just shining, you know, our successes can, can shine the weaknesses in other people for them to say, you know, hey, that's what you have to do to get here. Uh, and keep moving forward, just keep moving forward and not letting these things distract, being in the now more than ever before and letting go of the now that just passed and coming right back into center. So usually, you know, if somebody uh, upset me in the morning, I would have a vendetta against them for like weeks in my head. But now it's instant, you know, now it's, I can just brush that right off, come right back to my center, send love, white, whatever. That's, that's your stuff. That's not mine. Because when people get upset with us, that's their issue. Their projections, yeah. yeah. How you teach them to, I feel like, not probably not everyone, there's, you know, other people out there, but if if you can role model how to handle that and to bring it back to love and to yourself, then they that's how I feel like often when someone does that when I have something playing out, I'm like, oh, is that how I can actually own more of myself instead of acting out in that way, you know? Mm -hmm. So which is, comes back to everything like um if you want to change the world, change yourself. Like go home, love yourself, yeah. be yourself. become the person you want to attract. What we just explained and went through exactly the way you you change you know the world to become more peaceful more loving just by you being more peaceful you being more loving you being more centered you being more present yeah. absolutely yeah lead by example yeah. i wanted to touch on what tammy said because truer words have never been spoken 
Um, mm. Your opinion of me is none of my business. And that is mm. the truest thing ever. And it sounds abrasive, yeah. but it is so true. It's, mm. it, you know, other people's opinions of us, that's none of our business. That's part right. of the process and that's fine. Yeah. So thank you. I just, um... That was, that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And Michelle said, oh, oh, Miss Michelle said, you should be enlightened journalist for Lightworker Advocate Magazine. Kelly and Paula requires video footage. I'm, <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. You know, that was... I became really used to, um, you know, I do the 10 minute videos a lot, uh, videos, but I hit, I record them on my phone. So before I would go live, I wouldn't even go live. I would just record it on, on the camera video. And if I didn't like it, all right, I could go back and I could erase it. So we're doing that over a long time. You kind of like, you just get so comfortable with, with the video on that it kind of, you, it feels the exact same thing. Yeah. And so it's, it, that's how I found a way of, uh, you know, bl blending right in, right into it. Um, and that goes for anything. Like, uh, as soon as you hit that record button, you know, we feel we're on the spot. So keep that record button on all the time. Not all the time, but you know what I mean? <laughs> keep that record button on to when, you know, uh, and next thing you know, it's like, it's just natural. It's just a natural process. Oh yeah. Four or five months ago, I never would have participated in this. I, I was, I used to be one of those people that was definitely afraid to get up and speak in front of people because I played so small all of my life. Right. I never thought, you know, I always thought like, I don't have anything smart to say. No one's going to want to hear what I have to say. I don't even have anything to say. What am I going to say if I get up there? And I am like, a, even since eight weeks ago, I am a completely changed person. Like I don't even recognize myself anymore. Yeah. I would have been a friggin' mess, nervous, sweating to death doing this. And now I, I feel free. I mean, I had a shift recently. I had a major shift. I processed a bunch of shit, a bunch of fears about everything, talking to people, getting up in front of people, being myself, being authentic, talking in front of a group of people. And I'm just, that fear is not there anymore. It's just gone. I mean, and I am so grateful because being held back like that, that was painful all of my life. I skipped out. Right. I wouldn't go to school if there was a presentation that we had to do in front of the class. Like I would not go to school that day because I am not getting up in front of people. I will die first, you know, and, and at work during the, my life during my twenties and thirties. I mean, it's debilitating. I feel paralyzed. It makes you sick to feel like that to all the time to talk to people and get up and say something in front of someone. It's like, what was that all about? I'm just so glad that's gone. I just should process that and shifted it out. Bam. I got over that fear when I did that live on my personal page about a week ago and I talked for like 18 minutes too. And I normally, I thought it was just going to be like five or six minutes. I was just going to try and get some stuff out. And then after I got to like five or six minutes, I didn't want to stop. It became like, I loved it. I'm like, I love doing lives. There's this right. thing for me. Right. <laughs> I am world. Or the old, or the old you, <laughs> the real. Yeah. Or my new, whatever it <laughs> is. Michelle I just, love it. Sorry, Michelle just um, gave that hint to you on the third eye that I also shared with you guys um, earlier, you know, connecting with other people through the audience, through their third eye and then looking into the camera to keep that, to keep their attention. I think it, it also helps for them to um, take in the message. That's what I'm feeling. That it's easier for them to connect because then they get it like energetically. You know how we talk more than just through speech and hearing. Like there's also the energetic vibration and the message and 
whatever else we're talking on a on an energetic level i think if if we actually connect with them that way they get it on more levels than just hearing the words that you speak it's like it's almost like it, it touches them unconsciously or something like that right yeah unfortunately at the end of our one hour light conversation i would like you guys to ask you how people can connect with you how can people find you i did actually prepare a link okay my i have my website is love lightworker all one word love lightworker.com i just put that in here as well and my email address i'll i'll type it in here Yep. Just in the um, Sam, I wanted to let you know that I will work with you on that if you would like to work with me on on releasing that fear because I I can't tell you how debilitating and paralyzing it was for me all of my entire life up until just a couple of weeks ago so I know exactly what you are going through so if you have some advice or suggestions on what I did in order to in order to push past that you know what I did I did um empty chair dialogue i'm taking a communication skills course and um it's empty chair dialogue is just exactly like voice dialogue or shadow work where you actually like face a chair towards yourself and you put your fear or whatever emotion you have going on that you know shame guilt fear sorrow resentment so i was dealing with my fear and i talked to my fear and i said you know i asked it what it had to tell me you know and i listened and heard what it had to say and I accepted it and I and then I told my fear that I no longer needed to be protected and thank you very much for protecting me all of these years but I got this you know like yeah. I I don't nice. need you anymore and I kind of like and I demonstrated that that um empty chair dialogue on my live video about a week last week so if you guys want to go back and watch it it was brilliant in my opinion and so I integrated that fear. And as I was doing it, the fear was actually dissipating. It was like going away. And you can actually see it happen in that video. It's like leaving my body. I was no longer scared. And that's when I said um, I wanted to keep talking. I didn't even want to end that live. I could have talked for an hour. It just like mm -hmm. went away. And all of a sudden, I was in love with what I was doing. It, it, I mean, it was amazing. I felt the shift happen right there. Okay. I'll, I'll go that's over that what you were talking about, Tammy, was it? Yeah. I guess could go get together after the show. That would be awesome. Yeah. Um, this week I'm I have some time. Not I have to my class is right after this. So oh I gotta go actually. <laughs> so it starts at six thirty. I'm gonna be a couple of minutes late. Sorry guys. Have fun. Anybody can connect to me. It's my last name with a number one at gmail.com. <laughs> it was it, God bless, bless you. Thank you. It was, uh, it was great to talk to you, you yeah, too, and uh, blessings all the way around. And thank you for having me on. Thank you, no, thank you it was so nice to connect me. with you guys. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for rescheduling. Thank you for yes. joining. It was amazing. Very enlightening. I love it a lot again. And, um, I love you both dearly. Blessings. Love you guys. Take care. Blessings. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for being here.